to the Case by Case Basis podcast where we don't always agree with black people or white people, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay or straight. We just take the information that we have been given, look at it, evaluate it, make a decision on how we feel about it on a case by case basis because that's what we think everyone should do. Where should I start today? Okay, let's go back to the Draymond Green situation. You know, of course, the game is tonight. And everyone's upset because he's suspended. You have the players coming out and the tweeting saying that it wasn't fair, that it's the playoffs, and uh, the league should take that into consideration. I think they did take that into consideration. And uh, Joe Dumars, the uh, vice president of basketball operations, he came out uh, on NBA Today on ESPN and he gave his explanation as to why he did, he took the action that he took. You know, and I said it on, on my episode about it that, you know, it wasn't I don't think it just had to do with, you know, past behavior and it didn't have to do only with the stomp. I think it had it just been that and he just would have argued with the refs. That would have been one thing. But no, it was the antics afterwards. You know, he's, he's egging on the crowd. And he's, uh, you know, holding his ear. And uh, he's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, basically, so what? I did it. And uh, DeMontis Sabonis, like I said before, he, he wasn't innocent in this situation. He was grabbing his leg. And, uh, you know, I think he should have been at least fined for that. You know, and all the other antics that they were doing to Draymond Green. Uh, throughout the game and throughout the series. But at the end of the day, uh, people are saying that, you know, well, they need to take the fact that they're in the playoffs into consideration. I said, well, Draymond Green needs to know that he's in the playoffs too. And, you know, to do take what happened and then you egg on the crowd, you know, and then you demonstratively uh, go talk to the ref, you clap your hands and say, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you run off the court real fast and just giving everybody that as, as he walks, walks away saying, yeah, yeah, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. Yeah. You know what? You're kind of daring the league to suspend you. And, and, and they did. I didn't agree with it. I think, uh, you know, when you have seven games to prove that you don't deserve to go home and you need to win four out of that seven and you're in danger of going down 2-0. I don't think you should affect the, the league should be affecting a series like that, nor the refs. But Draymond Green played a part in that. So that's why he's suspended. So, I mean, people are upset about it. But, hey, you know, you don't put yourself in, 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 in a situation like that. And they did it. You know, uh, like I said uh, in, in my episode yesterday, I still think that they're going to win game three because they play so well at home, even without Draymond Green. And I think it's going to be water under the bridge for game four, because if they win game three, then it's it basically it just boils down to Draymond Green lost some money and he lost the game because, you know, it'll be just the same. As him being on the court. Well, they won, so no big deal. So there'll be no one under the bridge, no harm, no foul. Then they can go on with the series, and I think that's what's going to happen. Now, we have something else that they were talking about uh, in the NBA. It was Dylan Brooks coming at LeBron James. And, you know, they were trash talking during the game. And they interviewed Dylan Brooks after the game. And he's he basically said, you know what? Hey, uh, you know, how does he feel about going back and forth with LeBron? I don't remember the exact question, but 
basically he said LeBron James is old. He said, yo, yo, he's old. Uh, I poke bears. You know, I mean, he didn't use the term. This is what I do. But basically, this is what I do. And he's trying to use that, I think, to get under LeBron James' skin, to get, to get him out of his game. And, you know, people are saying, well, LeBron James has to come at him at the, the, the next game. And, you know, he really has to bust him up and, and show him uh, who's boss. And, you know, Dylan Brooks said, I don't respect anybody unless they, unless they drop 40 on me. So I, I would challenge LeBron. Yeah, drop 40 on him. But this brings back brings me back to that argument that people would have. You know, it's going to be it, this is going to be a debate. Uh, for years to come until probably to the next 20 or 25 years later from now when they're going to have a new greatest of all time because you know greatest of all time is going to switch every I would say every 20 years whoever's going to come up and, and take that mantle but as of now they're talking about LeBron James and Michael Jordan and this is what people of my generation will remember nobody would have trash talked Michael Jordan before the game nobody People didn't want to trash talk him during the game because you would not want to poke that bear because not only was Michael Jordan going to give you 40, he's going to make sure his team won while giving you 40. And when you talk about the greatest of all time, when you talk about that aspect of the game, that killer instinct that people talk about, LeBron James wouldn't even be two. It, there was another person that nobody would have ever come at like that. And that would have been Kobe Bryant. You would not have done that because you know these guys would have came out the next game and destroyed you and made sure they won the game. Michael Jordan would try to find things that someone said. Michael, when you looked at uh, The Last Dance, Clyde Drexler didn't say anything. People were just comparing Clyde Drexler to Michael Jordan. He said he has to come out and he has to kill this guy. And he would not. That's when he dropped the seven threes in that first game against Portland that, that year. Uh, Ron Artest, uh, Metal World Peace now. He said, Kobe, you can't see me in a playoff game. And Kobe just laughed and he just he just commenced to, to dominate in that game. See, that's the thing. Now, player to player, when you talk about things that LeBron can do as opposed to what Jordan could do, and, you know, I don't think that there's anything that LeBron James does that Jordan couldn't do. Are there things that he didn't do? Sure. They said, oh, LeBron's a better passer. Jordan, Jordan could have led the league in assists if he wanted to, but no, he was an assassin. He wanted to make sure that, look, we are going to win these championships, and I'm going to play within Phil's triangle system, uh, triangle offense, and we're going to make sure that we win these championships. That's fine. But, you know, people of today's generation, when they, when they talk about different aspects of the game, you can always, you can make an argument. You can make a legitimate argument. Just player to player and different things that they do on the court, whether LeBron James is the greatest of all time. But when you talk about situations like that, just that mental fortitude where, you know what? Oh, you're going to trash talk me? Not only am I going to destroy you, but I'm going to make sure my team wins. Michael Jordan, hands down. Kobe Bryant, hands down. You would not even talk, um, talk trash talk magic that way. Now, in game, I've seen people uh, trash talk uh, Michael Jordan, sure. John Starks, 
Xavier McDaniel, Gary Payton, people, Kevin Garnett. I remember, I, I, I saw him on a podcast and he told the story that uh, they were talking some kind of trash on the bench and they turned around and they saw Michael Jordan just looking at them like, oh, really? And they were like, oh, they wanted to apologize because they knew what was coming. And Jordan commenced to destroy them. LeBron, he's just not that guy, you know. And, and today's, today's NBA is different, too. I mean, all of these guys are friends and, you know, they, you know, they just kind of, it's not kumbaya. And I'm pretty sure uh, Dylan Brooks and LeBron James are not exchanging Christmas cards. But, you know, it, it's not as, uh, you know, cutthroat, for lack of a better word, as it was back then. I mean, they, they were friends, Charles Barkley, Charles Oakley, well, Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan, they were friends back then, not Charles Oakley, Charles Oakley and Charles Barkley, I believe they couldn't stand each other, but uh, Michael Jordan Charles, and Charles Oakley, they were friends even though one was on the Knicks and one was on the Bulls, they're still friends to this day, but not like today, you know, where, you know, these guys are really, really friendly, but I digress. That aspect of the game, hands down, no way in the world you can compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan in the discussion, period. Now, of course, the, we have the, the NBA playoffs that are going on right now. Um, my daughter and I, we talked about it on the show yesterday. Um, I just don't see the Brooklyn Nets uh, going past five. If they do, they'll be lucky. The most intriguing series, of course, is the Cleveland Cavaliers against the New York Knicks. People are you know, I I, I did, did drop the episode uh, yesterday and I put it on Facebook. I don't know if my cousin saw it and I'm going to hit him up on Facebook to see what he has to say about it. But I don't think the Knicks, uh, I don't think the Knicks come out of this series. And if they do, like I said, I'm looking for the Knicks to win championships. I'm not looking for the Knicks just to get to the second round of the playoffs, get this middle of the, get, get this middle round, first round pick. Just somebody who can probably come off the bench and and you know give give you a little something and you know just the, the team is just the same. The Knicks haven't had and look it up. The Knicks haven't had an organization changing pick since 1985. That was Patrick Ewing. When they got Patrick Ewing, every everybody knew. Okay, this guy is going to uh, take our organization to another level and he did did he get the championship no but the Knicks were always competitive once they got him that's just not the case now I mean Jalen Brunson was a godsend I mean this guy has lived up to every dollar that they that they paid him so far but I just don't see championship I don't see them getting past the Bucks. I don't see them getting past the, uh, the Boston Celtics I'm not even going to talk about the West because I don't see them getting out of the East I'll be happy if they do. I just don't see it happening. But hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, I mean, the the other series that that, that are going on, I, I think that, like I said, I, I have the uh, the Phoenix Suns coming out of the West. I just don't think uh, Denver and the Grizzlies are going to be able. They need to get well. The Grizzlies need to get to pass the Lakers. So, I mean, you know, Dylan Brooks. He maybe he did wake up LeBron James, and maybe LeBron James is going to take over the series and get the Lakers past them. But I just don't see uh, uh, Minnesota beating Denver, and you know the Golden State Warriors and the um, and Sacramento Kings. Like I said, I I I think Golden State is going to win Game Three. 
I don't know about, uh, we'll see what happens with game four and we'll see if, if Golden State can pull it out. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is, oh my God, he's the truth, man. That is, that, 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 yo, he is a great player, man. I mean, uh, because maybe because I'm, I'm over here in the East and even if I was paying attention to the West, to, uh, to the Western conference, I, uh, who's paying attention to the Sacramento Kings? I mean, on the East coast, re- I mean, really, really, come on guys. Really? Who's talking about the Sacramento Kings, but now we are, now we are because De'Aaron Fox is that guy. And I think he's going to do really, really great things for, uh, for the organization. I don't know. If they, uh, the championship. I, I believe if they get another player, you know, somebody uh, with him out there. And Mike Brown's a great coach, so we're going to see what happens out there uh, on 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 the Eastern in the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn Nets opening act opening acts are not supposed to stay on too long because you really want to get to the um, to the main event. Atlanta Hawks opening act. Boston Celtics going to treat them like an opening act. Yeah, you know they're entertaining, but. You know, we have to get these guys out of here. We don't want them to stay too long. Now, the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks, since Giannis is hurt, but they did blow the Heat out last night without Giannis. I mean, they really blew them out. So uh, that gives Giannis uh, time to heal. And I think the Milwaukee Bucks will probably beat them in five. And then, like I said, the only the only series that's left is going to be the, 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 the Knicks and the Cavaliers. So we'll see what happens. Um, I just, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying the playoffs right now, but you know, we're going to see, we're going to see, it's going to really get interesting in the second round, but, uh, my predictions, I think I already gave them, um, you know, uh, indirectly, of course, in the first round, uh, in, in the Western conference, I got Denver. I also got, uh, I got I, I got Memphis. I got Memphis beating the Lakers. Uh, I, may, I may be wrong about that. LeBron may come back and 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 and, and bring the Lakers uh, for, but I, I think Memphis is going to pull that one out. I think Sacramento is going to beat uh, Golden State. I do. Uh, I, I think that that's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be the trigger to, to kind of break that, shake that team up a little bit. I mean, they won four championships. Their legacy is set, but I don't think they're going to get past the. Uh, they, they, I don't think they're going to get past the Kings. And, of course, uh, I got the, the Phoenix Suns because I got them coming out of the West in, in the first round uh, in, in that playoff. On the East, of course, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they're going to pull it out against the Heat. I think they'll, they'll beat the Heat in five because I think Giannis is going to come back. I think uh, Boston, like I said, they're treating Atlanta. and Boston and Philadelphia, come on now. They, they, they're going to make uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Atlanta Hawks uh, first round uh they're opening acts. Okay. Get your money. Go home. Enjoy, uh, you know, Trey Young. Enjoy Atlanta. And, you know, go home and work out. Maybe you guys can get something next year. But uh, the Knicks and the Cavaliers. Wow. I am going to go out on a limb and say that the Knicks is going to pull out this first round uh, series. I think the Knicks are going to beat them. At the end, then the Knicks will have to beat them in six. I think the Knicks will take them in six. And uh, but I don't think they're going to get past the second round. But yeah, that's partially because uh, I'm speaking as a fan. That's what I want to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if Cavaliers uh, pulled it out. But I am going to pick the Knicks in game in, in, uh, in the first round. So those are my picks. 
Uh, stay tuned for the next segment. Uh, of course, the, the podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Uh, check me out. Uh, give me five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts and check it out on Spotify as often as you can. All right. Thank you, guys. Stay tuned for the next segment. Thanks. Welcome back to the Case by Case Basis podcast, where we don't always agree with black people or white people, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay or straight. We just take the information that we have been given, look at it, evaluate it, make a decision on how we feel about it on a case by case basis, because that's what we think everyone should do. Max Scherzer for the Mets got ejected last night for sticky stuff. You know, and me being a Mets fan, I had to talk about this. I mean, he said it was the rosin plus sweat. You know that was in his glove. They made they, they sent him back to the uh, to, to the clubhouse. He changed his glove. They checked him the next inning. They said you still have sticky stuff on your hand. They said this time it was more sticky, and they ejected him from the game. Now a lot of people were just thinking like you know it's just okay. He just got ejected from the game. That's cool. No, if you get ejected for sticky stuff, now you're subject to a ten game suspension. And when you're talking about the Mets and a ten game suspension, this is exactly what I was afraid of. When the Mets made the uh, when they made these signings in the offseason, I said, look, injuries and just players not being available. That's what's going to derail the Mets from not holding up that trophy. Now, I'm really, really excited about the Mets winning the championship this year, about winning the, the the World Series. But things like this, you know, we already have uh, Edwin Diaz is out for the season, you know, for that. I mean, and they were just celebrating during the World Baseball Classic. And they were just jumping. It was just like these light jumps. And next thing you know, he, he tore up his knee or whatever. Then you have uh, Justin Verlander. He had like a slight injury and they had to put him on the IL. Carlos Carrasco now has an elbow spur. You know, it's just, just, just these things that happened to the Mets. It's just, look, I mean... Look, the owner, he he, he, he made these free agent signings. He, he re-signed Jeff McNeil. He signed uh, Brandon Nemo. We still have uh, uh, Peter Alonzo at first base and Francisco Lindor. They signed them to a, a, long, a, a long-term big-time contract. You know, Brett Beatty is coming from AAA. He's been tearing AAA up this year. You know, so, I mean, you know, they still have Edwin, Edwin uh, I'm sorry, uh, Eduardo Escobar at third base, but Everyone knows that Brett Beatty is coming. So, I mean, Eduardo Escobar probably won't be a Met next year, depending upon how uh, Beatty does this year. But, you know, he's he's the future third baseman of the Mets. So, uh, Eduardo Escobar, if if the Mets win the World Championship this year, the World Series this year, you know, he'll get a ring, and that'll be good. But they're probably going to send him packing after this year. But I say all that to say, uh, these are things that happen to the Mets. You know, the, the fan base is excited again. You know, we're all looking we're like, yeah, you know, this is going to be the year. You know, it's, 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 it feels like 1986 all over again. You know, 1986, I had so much confidence. I never thought they were going to lose, even when they were down. I mean, and just, I'm not going to make the episode about them, but yeah, they, 
against the Astros. Had they lost game six? Yeah, I mean, anybody remembers? Yeah, they had Mike Scott coming up the next day. But no, this feels like that is what I'm saying. But if you, you cannot win a, a World Series championship if your pitching keeps going down. And that's starting pitching, middle relief. And you already lost your closer for the year. You know, you're playing patchwork with your closer. So that was a huge blow. But so far, you know, they're 12 and 7. They're making do. So we're going to see what happens. But in a, in a league where if you get on, where you get a hit three times out of 10 for your career and you get enough at bats, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Three times out of 10. In a league like that, you cannot expect to keep winning 12 to 10 games. So you need to have some pitching. Your pitching is vital. And that's where they keep getting hurt at. You know, that's why I, I, I really wasn't upset when they let Jacob DeGrom go. They, they let Jacob DeGrom go. I wasn't really that upset because he kept going down. He wasn't available all the time. And now he's experiencing... Uh, injuries right now with the Rangers. We're going to see what happens with that. But hey, you need to have the starting pitching. And then for this to happen to Max Scherzer, we're talking about sticky stuff. And he said it was the rising and the sweat. Now, the umpires are going to release a report today on what happened. And they're going to say why they ejected him. And if he gets a 10-game suspension, I mean, come on. You know, it, it doesn't really hurt as bad in uh, Major League Baseball as it does, just to say, football, where, you know, I mean, you're talking about a 10-game suspension for a pitcher he probably probably missed because those games are part of his suspension, whether he's starting out. This is not like a 10-start uh, suspension. 10 days, he may lose two starts, two starts. But if you're the Mets and you're already lost, uh, Edwin Diaz, Justin Verlander is on his way back, but he's still out. Carlos Carrasco, he has a bone spur. We don't know how long he's going to be out. I mean, this could be a really, really rough spot rough spot in the season. So let's just hope they, they, they can try to get everybody back and by the middle of the season and they can start tearing stuff up. Because, look, the Braves are not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. The Padres are going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. They're not going anywhere. Okay, you beat the Dodgers two out of three. But the National League is going to be tough this year, man. And now you have to play every single team in the major leagues this year. That's the new schedule. So you don't get a chance to to, to, to play in your division as much. So, you know, if the Braves get a big lead, you don't get a chance to play them as much. I think you only played them 14 times instead of 18 times this year. So, uh, I guess you guys can hear it. As a Mets fan, I'm like, oh, I thought they were going to, you know. I still think they're going to do it. I still think they have they, they, they have a really, really good chance of pulling it off and, and winning the World Series. This is going to be a whole lot tougher if we just can't keep, if the Mets just can't keep guys on the field. You know, so, I mean, Lindor's been playing every day. Uh, you know, Nemo's been playing every day. Jeff McNeil's been playing every day. 
you know, Mark Hanna, you know, they still have a, a, a powerful lineup. But like I said, you can't expect to win 10 to 9 and 12 to 12 to 10 in the league where you're only expected to get, you know, you're not expected to get three hits out of 10. You get three hits out of 10. I mean, you're doing great. <laughs> so, ah, uh, let's just hope things get better, you know, and uh, I hope that they don't, you know, fall too far behind. I th- and and I, th- I think even if Max Scherzer gets gets a 10-game suspension, which I don't think he does, he's never been known for cheating, never been known for sticky stuff, never been known, even, you know, when the sticky stuff was allowed, he never, he was, he's never been known for putting the, uh, any foreign substance on the ball or scraping the ball or anything like that. He's always been an up-and-up intense guy. So um, I think they're going to give him the, the suspension, though. You know, they, they, they're not going to do that. They, they, I don't think that the league wants to be seen as showing favorites to anyone, especially uh, in, in the New York market. So he's going to get the 10-game suspension. I think the Mets can weather that storm, you know, because, like I said, it's probably only going to be two starts. But I, I, I'm just excited to see what this full team can look like when you have Justin Verlander and you have uh, Cordae uh, Senga uh, and you have, uh, you know, Max Scherzer and uh, Carlos Carrasco, if he can uh, come back to form. You know, I just want to see what that full rotation looks like along with the, uh, the, the lineup that they put together. And uh, as long as they don't fall too far, fall, fall too far behind, I think they can go ahead and win the division. And I think they can definitely get a wild card spot, e- even if they don't win the division. Then we'll just see what happens in the playoffs, because I'm really excited to see if the Mets can just pull it out this year and win that first championship for Buck Showalter. All right. Uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, you guys check me out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Don't forget to give me five spots, five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. Also, uh, f- follow me and subscribe to the channel on Spotify as well. Thank you guys for listening. I'll check you guys out next time. All right, thanks. Bye.